R.I.P. Dante Barksdale. This is Corey, and this is the Other Anthem Podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 354 of the Other Anthem Podcast. Coming to you from the hashtag OTA LA Studios, high above the 110 Freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Uh, by us, I mean, of course, me and my buddy Alfalfa from the Little Rascals. <laughs> my hair has not been cooperating today. I don't know. Uh, people who have have grown their hair out a little bit in the pandemic will know that uh, it, some days it just does not play along. But yeah, I, I basically have this little part going on right now. So yeah, I was going to say, it's it's not Alfalfa as far as the, the one bit in the back, but the... I mean, I could always down and divide it down. The I middle. could always do it like this. I, I, everybody, this is, welcome to uh, Wilhelmina <laughs> and Rob, the Other Anthem podcast. <laughs> but yeah, uh, anyway, so a lot of stuff to get into this week. Um, off the top, of course, it is Martin Luther King Jr. Day today as we record it. Yeah. Uh, so. If it wasn't for, you know, the entire world burning down, I figure we would have more to say about it. Um, I think that the best way we could have possibly honored Martin Luther King is to vote out Donald Trump and have someone else be inaugurated. I imagine he'd be happy if yes. he was around today. He'd be happy with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he, it, there'd be some torn emotions. Uh, I know that. Uh, listen, I'm a realist. Uh, MLK was a bit of a philanderer. He loved women. Like some weird sex stuff. I'm sure Donald Trump appeals to him on that level. Yeah. I don't know that he's into pee pee. It's like a weird thing that Donald just likes. I don't know. I different don't know. different age. Not different. here to judge. <laughs> but I do know that, you know, the whole um, causing the uh, Aryan white supremacist uprising that then invades the Capitol going to be on his no list. Yeah. I'm going to uh, assume. Be as pretty much, up, pretty high up there, I'd imagine. I, I would think. Um, I mean, on the one hand, you got to think, hey, uh, super excited that the people are getting vocal and active. Also, though, a lot of nonviolence, very yeah. much on the nonviolence and also very much on the uh, white supremacists are bad. So I think uh, net uh, happy Joe Biden's coming in. Yeah, I, I would say. I mean, and, you know, they talked to his son today on, on CNN, so I'm. <laughs> It seems like he's happy that Joe Biden has taken office. So yeah, I also think uh, if he were alive. Uh, it, by the way, uh, fun N fact: ninety-two years old. Ninety-two been. years old. Uh, reasonable age to still be alive. Um, born in the same year as what other famous historical figure? Uh, I saw this on your story, yes. so I know Anne Frank. Anne Frank, uh, which is a reminder, by the way, uh, you may have a grandparent that is ninety-two years old. Both the Holocaust. And the civil rights movement have happened within their lifetime. Welcome to real history. Um, <laughs> sadly, unfortunately, that's where we are. But, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like the post I think his daughter put up, which was like, don't forget, my father would be 92. He'd still be alive, except for he was assassinated. Someone killed him because they hated him. So be careful. And message, I think, out to some people. Be careful about who you're celebrating today. Um Maybe in response to Fox News or Fox Networks putting up a uh, MLK Jr. post. Be like, hold on now. Yeah. <laughs> hold on now. Uh, you don't get to do that. Uh, it's like, uh, well, I, I would say it's like the N-word and only certain people can use that. But they also use that word. So, you know, I'm not sure they'd understand my meaning yeah. uh, if I said that. Uh, but to, to those of you who are uh, in solemn remembrance today. Sorry, uh, yeah. Solemn's not really one of the moods I get into, but uh, definitely remembrance, definitely thinking about um, an icon that 
I, I so I got to write uh, in part my company's uh, social media posts and the email that we sent out to everybody yeah. today. And I mean, I think it was. I did a draft and then uh, I was like, somebody go through here and put the brakes on this draft. Cause it was very much like uh, wordy. Uh, it wasn't so word. I mean, it was wordy, but it was a little bit of like, um, despite the actions of a motivated few this week, uh, the capital, our temple of democracy will once again, and like be just very much flourished language. And a lot, a lot of it was going on. Um, but I, I, th- I was very proud of like the, the sentiment of, Martin Luther King would look at the world today and not be happy, but I think he would be happy that we are still today continuing the work that he began. And now, for the next four years at least, I think we can continue in earnest the work that he began. Well, and I mean, I, I started the show by uh, remembering Dante Barksdale, who was uh, one of the uh, prominent members of the Safe Streets campaign in Baltimore, and he was murdered this weekend. Oh, I didn't know he was murdered. I, I, yeah. I had seen that he was dead, but I, you know... Yeah, so I mean, you know, it, it's it's not quite the same as Dr. King. It's a, it's a different type of uh of outreach and a different a different type of community service, but uh I, what I liked about where this day has sort of gone is sort of a day of service. Yeah. And I think that that's a a very valuable, you know, it we we can all we can all live in the shadow shadow of his service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think that's the, the most appropriate way to honor him. So if there's any way that you can help in some sort of way in your community and the, and the people that you love, then do so. Uh, and it's a super easy way to remember this, to remember his legacy every year. Also uh weird side note, Baltimore, the only city where they can have a story about you being dead and leave out the murder. <laughs> Ah, my Baltimore corner thing isn't working. Damn. All right. <laughs> I did the Baltimore corner drop, but... Uh, didn't, didn't work. Didn't, didn't work. Didn't oh, take. Well. Oh, well. Uh, so, uh, moving on to the news of the week, if you will. <laughs> well, one other thing before we get too deep, just because yeah. I have had to move away for a second or two here. Uh, if you're wondering, watching the video version, where Corey went all of a sudden, or if there's a noise all of a sudden, it's because uh, not only are we podcasting, but we're also babysitting the baby. Well, producer so, Brooks is in the studio. Yeah. And much like every producer we've had over the last few months, he's worthless. <laughs> uh, being more of a distraction than a help. And uh, But he's, unlike our, our previous producers, super cute and yeah. forgivable. So, we'll Where uh, are you taking this? Yeah. So if so, now he's trying to take his bed somewhere else, <laughs> trying trying to go in the other room with his bed. So you guys are loud. I'm done. I <laughs> How am I supposed to sleep? <laughs> but yeah. So uh, this week, uh, the uh, capital region, I suppose, if you want to call it the capital region. Uh, by the way, um, something else I learned uh, in the past week or two: people do not know the difference between the capital C uh, T O L and the capital T A L. Yeah. Uh, using it interchangeably for those at home. The T-A-L is the city, which is the seat of government for a nation or state. T-O-L is the building in which the legislature meets. And yeah. sometimes also the governor has an office there, uh, as in Maryland, I think they do. Uh, but the Capitol building is not only uh, being surrounded by fencing and by uh, National Guard troops, as you can see in this image directly to the side of me here. Um but uh, the Capitol, with a T-A-L, is also being surrounded by fences and uh, National Guard troops, generally speaking. So yeah. it's an interesting... It, 
Also, again, in that that uh, little uh, blurb that I wrote out, I wrote uh, the longest historical peaceful transfer of power, uh, or the longest recorded uh, historical peaceful transfer of power. And that's true, except you don't really see a lot of peaceful transfers of power happening behind razor wire topped chain link fencing and uh, National Guard troops. Gosh, National Guard troops that now outnumber all the troops in, as Corey had corrected me, Iraq, Afghanistan, and Syria combined. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, it's a... For, so, Orwellian has no meaning now because the right has taken the word Orwellian and just ruined it for everyone. Um, Much like fascism, I found. Yeah. You yeah. know, I find it so interesting because uh, I, I just recently, like, you know when you know a word, but you don't necessarily know how they word by word define it in the dictionary? Sure. Like, I looked up fascism again because sometimes it gets used so broadly that, like anything is fascism. Yeah, but, but like uh, just side note before Corey says this, uh, what you saw in D.C. is fascism. Yeah, uh, Nazis are fascism, and white supremacists are. Fascists. Well, I mean, by far right, just in general, yeah. is like fascism. So, you know, there's so many story stories about the fascism of the left, and I'm like, by definition, <laughs> not fascism. Like, yeah, you know, uh, there's other ways to describe that other than fascism although and, do you know what the breeding ground of uh, those who invaded the capital mm. like they've identified 12 or 13 leaders of the movement online do you know what the breeding ground of those people was where the occupy movement really and that blows you away just like yeah. it did me so apparently historically do you know other famous leftist leaders benito mussolini yeah. is one of them so apparently all through history very famous fascists start out as leftists, radical leftists who are just like, well, we can't get accomplished what we want. What we really need is just to, you know, enforce our will on the people. Right. And that shoves them to the right. And then they just like embrace whatever ideology will get them in the position to make life. It's a uh, Cobain's become part of the machine and rot it from the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out you become part of the machine and then stay part of the machine so <laughs> that never bothered to leave yeah uh so all of these like occupy people who were very much radical leftists are now leading the march on the capitol very strange yeah i you know oh, we're more than a week removed from this almost two weeks at this point yeah and like my my feeling of being unsettled about the whole thing has not gone away and it's gotten worse in some cases like I pointed out to you a, a video that the Washington Post put out. It's on YouTube for free to watch it. Uh, Not behind the paywall of the Washington Post. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying you don't have to go to the Washington Post and lose one of your clicks. You gotta, yeah. you can go to YouTube and watch it for free. Um, it, it's, uh, I, I do feel like I, I, I'm feeling a lot of parallels to 9-11 mm -hmm. in the sense that nobody expected it. I mean, like, People expected something on the day of the certification. Yeah. Because there was enough, like, talk in the air of something happening. But I don't think anyone expected that. Oh, and by the way, uh, networks played down the crowd size. And Trump has been saying they've been playing down his crowd size for a long time. Yeah. But with the crowd I saw at the rally and what I saw at the Capitol were very, very different. Which also makes me question whether or not they've been playing down his crowd size for a while. Mm. I mean, either, the, either or. I, I, I feel like 
the couple days, the couple weeks after 9-11, where I think everyone was worried that there might be another attack or yeah. something else happening or what 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 is in the what is in the air right now, like that that continued for me here. Like I, I'm I'm sort of in a constant state of worry that I'm gonna hear about something awful happening somewhere. And and by the way, you may need to go into a little more detail because there may be that people don't remember what that was like. I uh, saw a post on Twitter this week that said, what if we could take our Twitter accounts and, you know, like put some music in the background or I could pick up a, a, my own background. And yeah. the response to that was, so we've officially reached a point where people don't remember MySpace. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh yeah, man. Music and uh, gl- glitter background. That's, that's just MySpace. Uh, yay. Uh, so if you don't remember MySpace, you probably don't <laughs> remember. Uh, Corey and I were of the like, hey, we're 17. If this really means a lot to us, we could go fight because the recruiter showed up the very next oh, day. Oh, yeah. I remember. <laughs> I remember in high school. Really getting to it. Like, uh, by the way, 17-year-olds uh, are irresponsible. They cannot be making those kind of decisions for themselves. But, oh, by the way, here's a contract for the next four years. You want to go die? Yeah. Well, no, maybe die. You might be fine. I mean, lifelong mental injury, but your body may make it through fine. Um and there was a there was a lot those next few days just thinking of like if this can happen on a random Tuesday, what is life? What is the world? Um, the next random Tuesday could be the day. Are we- <laughs> <laughs> Corey did Come such on. a good job of putting up the cat five table. <laughs> it was just out of reach and he found a way to like get up to it and bite it. And, and now, there's not, now there's nothing I can do. And just <laughs> If we suddenly lose the stream, <laughs> Brooks is to blame. It'll default to Wi-Fi. It just may not be the <laughs> best quality. So, um, Oh, Brooksy boy. But it certainly look the capital right now certainly looks like New York and DC did in the weeks after nine 11 yeah. where just, uh, I remember there being an anti-aircraft battery on the mall. And them saying, like, there was always a rumor that the White House had uh, anti-aircraft missiles in the roof. And, like, yeah. if you got too close, they'd shoot you down. But there was a literal anti-aircraft battery up on the grassy part of the mall. And we haven't seen that yet. But we have seen the um, the troops surrounding and the gates and everything. It, yeah. It's crazy. I, I mean, it's hard to say exactly what we should be expecting either that's the that's the part that's sort of unsettling about this whole thing is like do i think that the people who are capable of storming the capital are capable of doing it again yes i do yeah uh i would hope that the you know again thirty thousand people who are outside of the capital uh most of them would see the tens of thousands of national guard and other troops that are are all around dc and think that now is maybe not the time to fuck around (laughs) fuck around again yeah uh i'd have to imagine that the numbers would be less because less 70 year old dentists are going to go out there thinking yes. that they're going to walk away scot-free but as i'm at a point but more made, dumb 22 year olds might rush through you a lot know? of dumb 22 year olds yeah. out there and i would have said absolutely not these guys respect the troops they're not gonna you know make any but two weeks ago they were waving flags that were like the blue line flags and they're saying we're with you and 20 minutes later, they were hitting a guy in the head with a fire extinguisher. So it's like, listen, you, as long as you are supporting us, we're with you. But the moment you get in our way, now we're not with you anymore. I'd like to use a common uh, police 
uh, argument here. Oh, here we go. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there were a couple bad apples. Oh, okay. I think oh. that most of the people there probably respected the police and didn't, you know, like intentionally fight with the police. But the problem is you get just a couple of people within that group of 30,000 who are like, uh, oh, the, the one video of the of one of the cops talking about uh, his experience. Oh, and. Uh. Yeah. Like they pushed him down and he was like just one person against several dozen who were like surrounding him. And he's like, what are you? You're just trying to stay alive. And like you're down on the ground. You're hearing people say, like, kill him with his own gun. Yeah. yeah. Like, so maybe not every one of the dozen or so people that were surrounding that officer were like, kill him with his own gun. But it only takes one. <laughs> it only takes one person. And by the way, to- they were all thinking it as soon as the guy said it. As soon as you hear like kill him with his own gun, you're like, that's now it's not a person. Now yeah. it's. That's a good idea. Let's do the thing that this guy said. So Cletus has an idea. Let's go with it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, not the brain trust that we should be taking ideas from. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> uh, but you know, like I said, it, peaceful transfer of power. It is. Yes. Uh, first time in a hundred years that the successor won't be greeted by the current president at the inauguration. Um, despite all the animosity at 2016, they were there. Yeah. Uh, 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 Obama was there to hand it over. Same with Bush. Same with, by the way, Gore sitting there as the guy who lost in 2000 yeah. uh, to hand over to the guy who beat him. So it's not even the first time that that's been. Grover Cleveland went to his inauguration, even though his mouthy wife had told them earlier, like, don't worry, we'll be back in four years. Yeah. Keep placing good form. Um, and then, by the way, he won again. The only yeah. person who won two non-consecutive times. Uh but they, even then, they stood there next to them and bit their lip and just made the the pomp and circumstance. But now we're not going to have that. Uh, Air Force One is going to have the um, uh, the Nixon moment, where somewhere between D.C. and Mar-a-Lago, they will have to do the you know um, Air Force One is now Air Force twenty one seventy five. Yeah. Because the moment he's not the president anymore, it's not Air Force One anymore. Right. Um. Well, I think I think Trump's plan was to fly down Tuesday night or something like that. So that's so, changed. That that has changed. He's is leaving, it now Wednesday morning? Yes, because yeah. he wants a huge send off with a big military band and a twenty one gun salute. Yeah, and they just couldn't accommodate him on the evening of the the Tuesday. It has to be in the morning. So. Okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Fair enough. Whatever you want to do. I'm. Not, I I really don't. And listen, clearly, as far he's as looking, I, as far as I'm concerned, Nixon. as far as I'm concerned, I don't give a fuck about Trump anymore. <laughs> I will I will happily talk about him if there are charges brought against him or anything related to where impeachment will go and stuff like that. But if he comes out with like, you know, I don't think we should be giving out fourteen hundred dollar checks to people or something like that. I don't give a fuck what you have to think. <laughs> like, I really too much of my energy has been devoted to caring about how people are going to react to the things that he says. And that's really the the issue. It's not that. He says things and then people say, oh, wow, that's a great idea. We should all band around it. It's just that he says things. And because he's president, it means that more people care about. Yes. It. Yeah. And now I have to defend these thoughts that are put out. I have to <laughs> care because you care because he's president. Yeah. Um, well, the good news is, uh, well, uh, good news for us because we are have stuff to talk about. Bad news for, you know, the world and history. The Republican Party doesn't agree with you. They are ready to talk about Trump for the next four years, apparently, uh, despite the fact that it may mean the end of yeah. the grand old party. I mean, it certainly is. Uh, 
I'm when I when I left Maryland, uh, which was at the 2016 election, and I moved to California, and I had to do my do my new uh, voter registration, and everything like that. Number one, I've I switched from Republican to Democrat because there's no real purpose in being a Republican in California, yeah. especially in Los Angeles. So it's always that decision has always been fluid. I was a Democrat for a couple months when I was going to vote in a city election. Oh, and that's right. Yeah. There was no reason to be a Republican in the city election. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it I, I have no intention, though, of going back anytime soon because I feel like they haven't learned the lessons that. Should have been so plainly obvious in 2016. Well, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Collins said he definitely learned his lesson. No. And we don't need to impeach him, so. I'm not even talking about Trump. I'm talking about Republicans in general. Like, if, you're, if your values are so easily manipulated that you're willing to give them all up just for the purpose of the shiny new leader, then you don't stand for them. Because, <laughs> like, you know, I will, you know, freedom of speech is really important to me. I might like a politician, but if they're not for the complete and total freedom of speech, then I am not going to be in favor of them because that is a core belief that I will not I will not back down on. You know, uh, I, I might like somebody, but I just can't if they don't if they don't play by the rules of what they're supposed you know, if they're not if they're not of the party that they're supposed to be, then I, I don't see why everyone starts changing the party in their behalf you know like remember when uh, we were talking about like how quickly the fbi changed from like a republican thing to a democratic thing like for decades and decades it was like republicans would stand by the fbi and it's like everything they do is right and blah 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 and now deep state deep state (laughs) exactly like where did you guys come from (laughs) like uh and obviously it's because the FBI was examining Trump, was investigating Trump, but you do something bad, you deserve to be investigated. I don't know what I don't know what to tell you. And by the way, the way to handle it is the way that Joe Biden, and again, not a Biden fan, would have liked almost anyone else other than Biden. But I get it. You get the steady old hand well, the steady ish yeah. old hand that the quote can, unquote is steady. Yeah. <laughs> That can lead us from chaos to whatever. You don't want to go Trump to Bernie. That's a yeah. That's a big swing. It's a big swing, and it's likely to cause Trump too or another Trump. Well, uh, and you know, uh, as much as I've stood by the idea that Bernie could have been the candidate, yeah. Uh, I also think that in this particular election, especially with how much Trump started hammering on socialism and stuff like that, yeah. like it helped to have somebody who was visibly different from socialism to like so whenever he was just like socialist joe biden you're just like "Mm, no (laughs) joe's just like i voted for the 94 crime bill i was a sponsor (laughs) of that socialist what's wrong with you 30 years ago i would have been a republican (laughs) like well yeah uh, again one of my favorite things i read uh during the election was that barry goldwater who is the bulwark of republicanism in the later half of the uh, 20th century? Yeah, would have been a Democrat now. Yeah, and like basically they looked at where did people who worked for Goldwater end up? One of those people was Hillary Clinton, and other people are the advisors for Biden. Like basically they didn't move; the party moved right, and they were like, "Well, no, this was this is where I'm comfortable. Let me see if I can get this other party to come to me," and it worked. So. Yeah, but uh. Unfortunately, as much as we're not going to want to talk about uh, the uh, 
Trump about Trump anymore. We're going to have to, Corey, because last week on uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the House voted to impeach Donald Trump a second time. Yeah. Which is historical. Fifty <laughs> percent of all impeachments have been Trump. Yes. And, and this is this is the thing. It. I Corey corrected me again uh, on I think Wednesday last week or or sometime between then and now. But you always think of like Nixon, but Nixon had the uh, fortitude to, to resign. Yeah, to say okay, uh, you're not going to get me on this list. That's real short. I'm going to resign. And then you had uh, the other extreme of that is Johnson, who dared Congress to impeach him. So they did. And then he basically called out the Senate and said, there are not a third of you who have the guts to vote with the other side. Yeah. And he avoided being convicted by one vote. So that's two very different extremes. Well, Um, and I mean, like with Clinton, too, he was impeached by the House and they, you know, they were out to get him. They were looking for something to do. I mean, he didn't he did commit, you know, impeachable offense, if you will. Well, he committed the line of the. Yeah. The lion is not great, and yeah. you know, like I, God, to be held to that standard still. But like oh. the the days when a blowjob was enough <laughs> to get you thrown out of office. But I mean, like once it got to the Senate, you know, it, it was a it was more of a split house at that time. But uh, I think the Democrats had control. No, right? no, Republicans had control, but uh, it had gone on so long that the country the polling was showing that like everybody was like, if you kick him out of office. We are we're already done with this whole thing, and we'll be done with you. Yeah. We just want to move past it. And Bob Dole basically convinced Republicans we're going to lose in 96 if we convict him. So. I mean, it, it became, with how long it went on, people were just like, this is kind of stupid, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> so it never really raised the level of removal from office. Well, because keep I mean, in mind, the blowjob is what we talk about, but it started with Whitewater. Yeah. And then there wasn't anything in Whitewater, and there wasn't anything in the three investigations in between. Right, and then, Trooper Gate and Paula Jones. Yes. And- then uh, they finally got him de- uh, deposed, and then he lied on the dep- during the deposition. And then, two steps removed, they figured out that he lied on the deposition. So it was literally three or four years later yeah. that they finally got to impeachment. And we're like... I remember being like 12 and I was like, eh, enough. Like, God, I, I'm not even getting blowjobs yet. And I'm tired of hearing about this blowjob. So it's just amazing, though, thinking about it in retrospect. Again, just given given our age and, you know, we're not even that old to really like we're not like we lived through World War Two or anything like yeah. that. We don't have this vast expanse of historical knowledge. But just from Clinton to here, like they, you know, they were. They were looking for anything they could possibly impale Clinton on. Yeah. Because they really didn't like the fact that he won. And the Republicans especially were just like, this is warfare now. It was the first time that it really felt like uh, the two parties were like warring tribes as opposed to... partisanship got real strong during that time. And and just accelerated from that point on. But the... There was so many things where they were... it, It was clear they were just trying to find something to... And bail them on. And the same thing happened with Obama. They they try and skirt up any little thing and make it a big thing. And then yet at the same time, there's tons of very big things that Trump has done throughout the term of his presidency. And it's just like, ah, oh, well, that's fake. I don't want to care. But fake you know, news, like, Corey. what about this Paula Jones thing? <laughs> something here. Clearly, there's something here. I'm like, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And, and like I said, Biden has done as good a job as you can do. Basically saying... Justice Department's going to be separate. Yeah. Uh, AG's going to have the authority to do whatever he wants. Merrick Garland, by the way. 
good to see Merrick Garland laying <laughs> on his feet. Yeah. Um, and by the way, we shouldn't say that. He's being nominated because Merrick's got a bad history of being nominated and not having a company. <laughs> so, should, should wait until the actual vote before we get excited about yeah, this. Yeah, uh, although uh, having Ossoff and Warnock and then um, the vice president be the deciding vote certainly helps. So, And I mean, you know, some of the thing I like that's happening right now is the Mitch trying to find his way into the, to the center a little bit. <laughs> yes. To have more of a position of uh, yeah of strength here, and he put out the thing that he really likes Merrick Garland, and he you know he's uh, he's looking forward to voting for us. <laughs> That's oh man. See, here's the funny thing: uh, there are probably half a dozen, maybe more nominees that wouldn't have been confirmed. Yeah, if they had if the Republicans had the majority, but somehow fifty plus the VP will become 85, 90 votes in the Senate. Yeah, because they really don't have a problem with them it's about sending a message and if right. you can't send the message then we're just going to vote with you so it's fine well look how many trump nominees got 60 70 votes yeah you know there was a certain number of democrats who couldn't vote for a trump nominee no matter what and then there were some who were just like you know betsy devos i remember specifically was very close and uh you know there was reason to be suspect of her but she still got up to 50 votes yeah um you know, there, there's a lot of when you come into office traditionally that you have to sort of allow them to put their team together. Whoever the new president is, you have to let them put the people around them. And the safeguard of the Senate confirming people is just to make sure that you don't put somebody completely incapable of doing the job. Like a but foreign sleeper agent into the. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Wait, they well, did clearly that, yeah. that that's a. Uh, that's gone by the wayside. Now it's just a political pissing match. But, yeah, uh, you know. a completely uh, unqualified woman who believes that all public schools should be privatized as the secretary of education. That's, yeah. um person in like charge of the public education. Valid, valid yeah. confirmation. That, and that's the thing. It's like, I, this is what I hate about it. If you would have voted no, you should have had a reason to vote no. Yeah. There is no reason not to nominate Merrick Garland as AG. He is an accomplished jurist. So much you might nominate him for the Supreme Court. <laughs> He's worthy enough of the Supreme Court, so clearly... Anything about that. So, AG, honestly, is probably a step down for him. But, basically, I'm guessing Biden came to him and said, I need people who are names, who others look to and trust, and where it looks like I'm trying to undo what has been done. Yeah. The very first thing that needs to be undone is that you were nominated and your confirmation didn't go through, I'd really like you to come do this. And by the way, if at any point you want to step down, I'm happy to nominate you for another judicial circuit judgeship, if you would like. Well, and it opens up a, a seat on the D.C. circuit. Yes, it does indeed. Be- yeah. Uh, which, by the way, most of those seats have been filled. And Mitch, if you thought you got a lot of judges sat, guess yeah. what's going to happen in the next four years? Oh, my. Um, there's going to be a lot of judges done in the next four years. And by the way, every four years after that, because it used to be, they just sat on those. That's not yeah. important. But after this last four years, every time the majority has... There, the, will, uh, there will not be an opening that will be unaccounted for for any long period so of time. So long as the president and the Senate are the same party. Yeah. When they're not the same party, you won't get any done. Yeah. But uh, by the way, yeah, if, if uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg had died just after the election, or uh, I mean just after the inauguration, and Mitch had kept the majority, we would be... A long time without a um, a new Supreme Court justice. Yeah. Oh, it just would have been open. Nomination, rejection. Nomination, rejection. So, 
And all the all the Republicans who made the same argument of, well, we can't have eight seats in case the presidency comes down to the Supreme Court would all of a sudden be like, well, we can't sit somebody. We have when, to sit the appropriate in this person. unjust we manner. Like we need a long discussion about this. It has to be thorough. And I know people are out there saying, well, that would never happen. Uh, James Polk. Scalia president- has a son. Can't he be a Supreme Court justice? <laughs> Or in, in Trump's case, can we put an acting Supreme Court justice in there just for a few weeks? Uh, but James, Is Barron capable of doing that? James Polk, uh, president uh, before Abraham Lincoln. I want to say two before. He might have been right before Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Nominated nine people to the Supreme Court in order to fill one seat because they reviewed them and then rejected them. For four years, he tried to fill a single Supreme Court seat. And then... When it looked like the Republicans, this third party, had a striking chance of winning the presidential nomination, the Whigs and the Democrats were like, well, we don't want one of them, so yeah. we'll approve whatever you put up next. That's fine. And they got a new Supreme Court justice. Um, anyway, uh, there's going to be uh, back to the topic, which was Trump and the impeachment. This will be, if you think it's dead because he's out, don't. Um, much of the Senate and the House has the same sentiment Corey had last week, which is... This ain't over. We're going to keep doing this. Uh, we're going to hold them to task. And one of those hold them to task people is going to be Trump. And well, aptly, they're going to keep him from running for president in 2024. <laughs> I mean, I just don't get why anyone wants him to to be around on the fringes. The, just personally, I mean, like, I'm just happy this period in American history is essentially over. I, I know as we speak right now, we have a couple days left. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who knows? knows but the pardon list I mean, comes like, out tomorrow at noon eastern yeah. so we'll see and i'm you know just as a shortcut on that one i imagine there's going to be a lot of ridiculous pardons but also there's a lot of ridiculous pardons literally every time yeah. a president goes out the ones you want to look out for are uh he probably can't pardon insurrectionists no uh because that no, would yeah, that would be very bad um uh two if he pardons anyone in his like close orbit, like uh, Rudy or any of his kids or something like that, that's a different kind of question. Or if he tries to pardon himself, all of these, by the way, come with a admission of the guilt. A pardon comes with an admission of guilt. Uh, so it would be interesting to see what they are admitting to. Uh, well, to get so the, pardon. the funny thing is a broad pardon just means you only have to admit that you may have done something that has broken the law. And if you pardon somebody for doing something for four years, I mean, yeah. what you can't walk down the street without breaking the law today, Corey. <laughs> so I don't know if you know about that. Yeah. But uh, apparently the kids and the inner circle has moved down to the bottom of the list. But in true f- Trump fashion, there's some fear amongst the uh, political people inside, the people who will be there when Biden goes in as well. That apparently, like, someone explained to him, somebody who wasn't them, explained to him that, like, well, we're going to make a list and we're going to have official commutations. It's going to be great. But uh, if, you know, you just have somebody on your mind, he could literally write on a piece of paper, I, Donald J. Trump, pardon, name, uh, hereby full commutation and pardon, sign it on a, a bar napkin, and that becomes an official pardon. So even while flying on Air Force One, while it's still Air Force One. Yeah. He can still pardon people. At 11.58 a.m., he could still be like, you know what? Fuck, I'm going to pardon myself. Write it and hand it to uh, one of the Air Force members there. Yeah. That becomes an official pardon. And hopefully it goes into the uh, National the Historic Register, too. Because I, I just, I want I want to see that bar napkin. 200 years from now to be like, uh, you're kidding me with the bar napkin. <laughs> oh, oh, 
Uh, let's pull up slide 27. <laughs> this is the actual bar napkin. Uh, you see the ring. That's because he'd already begun to enjoy the drink. And when it, it struck him that he should party. You can himself. see the chicken grease here in the bottom left-hand <laughs> corner. It's actually a McDonald's uh, <laughs> napkin that he, he did this on. He um, folded it inside out. So the M is actually on the inside. If you look at it in direct sunlight, it come, peaks through. Yeah. Um, <sighs> well, uh, somebody who should get pardoned for... A lot of their crimes. Uh, people at Fox News, because <laughs> should uh, they get pardoned? I mean, if if you were if you were Trump, I think you'd want to pardon them. But oh, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Um. So, uh, a big conspiracy theory that had gained a lot of strength in uh the last four years here was the murder of Seth Rich. Seth Rich was uh somebody who worked at the DNC, and there was conspiracy theories that he like leaked the emails to Russia or something like, again, much like all these conspiracy theories, it's really hard to keep track of what, <laughs> what the tangible story is, but essentially it's uh, Seth Rich did something with the emails that got hacked by the DNC, which was actually the Russians. Uh, and because he did that, uh, Hillary's team of assassins killed him. Um, A and, well-known team of Clinton. Yeah. Assassins. Right. Who've killed many people before, obviously. Yes. Um, and, uh, that became a article on foxnews.com and then got heavily promoted by Fox opinion hosts. Cited. Hannity. Used as a citation as if it was real news. Laura Ingram, all them, uh, and went on for a little while and then Seth Rich's family sued. (laughs) And, uh, we just found out about the, the end of this thing, uh, which is a seven figure settlement for the Rich family. Uh, for the inappropriate comments made by Fox News and stuff like that. Well, it's so weird that they would close out a case like this in early January. Usually you close those things out in the fall when, when you're taking depositions and so stuff. About so about that, mm-hmm. um, they closed it before the election, oh. but part of the the uh, terms of the settlement were not to announce it until after the election. Now, why? Why would that be one of the terms? I imagine because Fox News didn't want to talk about it before the election. <laughs> like... They didn't want it to make it seem like they were uh, they were at some part to play in this whole Trump nonsense that was going on for the last uh, four years. I, I also suspect that uh, this is the the along with Pizzagate, which yeah. has also been proven false. One of the rumors that got a lot of people into the QAnon community. Because yeah, it makes sense to me. Somebody had to leak them. It wasn't the Russians. This Clearly. I mean, them. it wasn't the people who have tried to steal her information before. So. Sure. Uh, that makes no sense. There's no connection there. But this guy <laughs> mysteriously dying of a crime. Yeah. Uh, which was unsolved, an unsolved crime. Um, makes sense that he would be the leaker and then he'd be killed by the Clintons. So I think part of this also was like, yeah, you know how you're about to vote for all these QAnoners? Uh, the other core belief that they have, other than Pizzagate, which has also been true, proven false, is also false. Uh, so maybe you have three or four of your core your core uh, QAnon conspiracies. Yeah. And we're just eroding half of that or two-thirds of it. Well, I mean, so much of the problem with any of these conspiracy theories is the, the retort to that doesn't sound right to me is the, oh, you just don't know enough about this or uh, the, well, we'll see is another one. <laughs> It's like, well, you know that the entire Supreme Court is made up of lizard people. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not the case. Oh, you'll see. 
You'll one of these days. You'll see when. When and am then I you'll see? feel like a real idiot when you found out that they were all lizard people this whole time. Like, and, and by the way, there's no retort back to that. It's just like, yeah. Like, what do you? No, I'm not gonna <laughs> see there because it's not like I've said I could be like, hey, I've met Stephen Breyer. <laughs> He's not a lizard person. I mean, to be fair. By the way, Stephen Breyer, Thursday, TikTok, please. <laughs> <laughs> anytime now. <laughs> anytime. Son of my are, you're cool. Kagan, you're cool. Like, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> listen, Thomas, you want to do a solid for, for people? <laughs> Maybe now's the time. I'm just saying. I think he's the oldest one that's left, right? Breyer, Thomas. And also, Joe, um, I'm just saying, you're looking for a jurist, somebody who has been approved by... A law a bar. and a bar uh, and somebody who'll be on the court for, I don't know, 40, 50 years. Yeah. Just saying. Controversial opinions. Want them from the left. Uh, you want to replace Ruth Bader. Let me tell you about the fiery things I will write. I just can't wait until I get called into the Senate confirmation hearing. And it's just like, <laughs> we're going to talk to Rob's podcast host. It's Oh, this isn't good. Did, okay. <laughs> did Cor- did Rob say on December 13th, 2016, that all the cops should die? And I'm just like, I, I mean, maybe, but I don't remember. You have, <laughs> like, the, you have the, clearly you have the recordings. I think that's the best evidence of uh, whatever may have been said. But I'm going to just trust you because I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what happened last week. Let How alone. many people read the full verdict? Written? <laughs> you want to get some people reading those things? Be like. Did you see page 17 right in the middle guillotines haiku (laughs) font just right in the middle of the page wasn't even referencing anything above her broke middle of a sentence guillotines went back to whatever he was saying. It's amazing. This this whole thing was 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 about something completely different. It's whether or not whether or not the uh, the USBS should pay overtime on Saturdays or sending a message. We just got to send a message. I'd make sure everybody's reading it. I, uh, you know, bold typeface everything. Uh, speaking of popular opinions, all of a sudden <laughs> not not being out there anymore. Uh, Parler was uh, well, popular. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> popular enough. Yes. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, popular enough. Uh, Parler was deplatformed. Uh, it started when Google Play said, uh, "No, we can't have any more of this." Followed by Apple, and then uh, Amazon Web Services, who does their hosting uh said no thank you as well and uh now it is uh, did they find some sort of like renegade hosting platform i seem to remember some there's some sort of stopgap measure that's up now so you can so here's the stopgap you can measure. enjoy parlor on the web interface or something like that so essentially their agreement with amazon did not allow them to be immediately removed Mm-hmm. They cited this and Amazon said, okay, so I suppose we have to keep hosting you until the end of this period, which apparently is like 30 or 40 days. And that gives them time to find someone else to host it. Yeah. It's also a bunch of white guys who know nothing about actual coding, I'm sure. So th- they also don't know about like finding a place to host it. Um, and so essentially, as long as you have the app, you could continue to use the app. But there is a real loss of functionality because they have to put space limits on it because Amazon Web Services was basically like, well, we're not going to give you more space. So yeah. this is what you got. Yeah. What you got is what you got. Um, and uh, also, if you delete it from your phone, you lose it because it's not available in the stores anymore to download. You'd have right. to go to the web interface, uh, theoretically. And apparently, uh, 
someone or a group of someone's is creating fake accounts that match like known conservative people and saying, I deleted Parler and then tried to uh, re-download it and I got an update. So it's good to go. And tweets following that of like, asshole, I deleted it. It's not available in the web store anymore. And <laughs> just <laughs> amazing. Uh, but the likelihood is it will be fully deplatformed. And also without growth, you die. So yeah. if I am a non-Parler user and I can't find it in the store and I go to a web interface and it's like, you can't post that picture that's greater than two megabytes because we have space limitations now. Now I'm like, eh, I'm just going to go to Facebook and put my nonsense. Yeah. And I mean, like, you—you uh, you had a parlor account. You—you you looked I around. I have a parlor account. You Actually, looked, you know what? Let's look. You looked around a bit. I—I I feel like uh, everything I've ever heard about the experience of being on parlor is just like a shit show of the most insane, unregulated. <laughs> is it blank? My current feed is blank. <laughs> Um, I didn't follow anybody. Oh, that might be. Oh, your no, no. Uh, port failure. Oh, so. so I can see my own profile. Yeah, I never posted anything. I was a creeper on parlor, um, but I can see my profile. Theoretically, I would imagine that means I can see the things that I post. Yeah, but because I don't follow anyone directly or I'm not part of any groups directly, I was just creeping on stuff. I, I It's useless to me now. I can't find anything on it. But I mean, like it was basically just like the right eating their own, more or less, right? It yeah. was like a lot of people with like crazy conspiracy theories, and then one reasonable Republican, a Colin Powell type, who's just like, I don't know, this sounds a little bit far fetched, and it's like, fuck you, Colin Powell. Yes, you don't know what you're talking about. I also realized I hadn't, op I haven't opened it in months, so I could be several updates behind mm. and, and just not able to access it. Uh, yeah, I also didn't put it on auto update for fear that like. <laughs> <laughs> who knows what the fuck was going to happen with it in, in uh, time. Yeah, so yeah. I got the like, every time you open it, ask me and I'll let you know whether or not yeah. you should update. So uh, in case I'm opening to delete, but nonetheless, uh, it's almost fully deplatformed and it will be fully deplatformed. Um, more importantly, I think allegedly at least Twitter and Facebook have begun deleting problematic accounts and being more judicious about the things that people are sharing. And, yeah. uh, uh, according to Facebook, instead of putting a warning on things, they're going to delete, which is a uh, editorial choice. Well, so. there was a lot more, you know, there was a lot of talk about uh, senators, Republican senators going like, what gives? I woke up and I have 40,000 less followers. And it's just like, well, probably, <laughs> probably deleted a bunch of Nazis <laughs> and they were your followers. So maybe I just like I didn't complain, like when they went through and swept and like deleted all the all the like fake accounts and shit like that. I wasn't like, Oh man, I'm down eight Twitter followers. Like, you know, I didn't, I, I don't even know how many Twitter followers I have. It's probably for the best. I, have, I think I have a, I think I'm in the 1500 range on all platforms. Yeah. Cause it, by the way, that puts you in the top 10% of internet users. Just so you know. Yeah. Eh, there is a one half of 1% and then there is the rest of us. That's right. how that works. But, uh, maybe call some introspection. When you read the story that says, Deleted a bunch of Nazi accounts, and then you log on and you see your follower count has been reduced significantly. Yeah. I mean, it won't. But <laughs> maybe, maybe it's, it's you. Yeah. That's that's my point. I, I I don't really know what to tell people who don't understand how the First Amendment works. Oh, another great tweet this week was uh, Sarah <laughs> Sanders, uh, AP civics teacher, mm -hmm. reaching out to her on Twitter. 
Like, <laughs> we covered this yeah. third week of the semester. I always cover it. Clearly, you've forgotten how the First Amendment works. And then giving a First Amendment lesson. Yeah. Responding to Sarah Sanders. Again, beautiful. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why these people think private companies are responsible for... Uh, Making sure that literally any ridiculous thing that could be said out loud can be said. I, The problem, you know, the thing is, if you think about it realistically, I can say almost anything on Twitter that I want to. Yeah. I can say really awful far out things and say people have said or I have heard or, you know, like I have heard that all the people in the Senate are are aliens. Well, I mean, that that's what we call trumping a statement. It's. Yeah, I mean, putting the parentheses around it of someone else said this and I heard yeah, it. Yeah, I'm just reporting that I've heard this thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they can't really stop you from saying that sort of thing. If you say I intend on this yeah. day to commit felony A, then uh, that's a very different thing. And you don't have the same sort of legal protections uh, that you would if you just said that like. You know, you're allowed to say whatever you want in the First Amendment, but you're well, not allowed to there are some intentionally dis- or like cause confusion or harm to people. Can you I think even you might know that what, what is the major exception, legally speaking, to the First Amendment? Well, the fire in the crowded movie fire theater. Fire in yeah. a theater. And can we not say that at this point, some of those accounts are essentially shouting cro- fire in a crowded theater? Oh, Only yeah. I mean. Uh, march on the Capitol in a crowded Twitter space. Well, I mean, you know, going back to another famous free speech argument, I know it when I see it is another way of sort of describing this whole thing. Yes. Uh, I don't necessarily, I couldn't tell you like what the exact framework of a problematic tweet is, but I definitely know it when I see it. Yeah. (laughs) Like there's no way, you know, like, uh, you know, I think Joe Biden is a socialist and deserves to die is a on the line statement where you're not saying that you're going to cause the death. You're not saying that, you know, you're hoping that you're, you have a plan in which somebody does it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like you're right on the line there. Now, it's, if this is tweet seven in a series where the first tweet is my manifesto. Yeah. Now we've crossed. <laughs> right. Because exactly. now that's what we call justification for the yeah. thing I'm about to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, like this is it being in America does not extend your rights to literally anything because you know like i can't go into a uh a 7-eleven naked because they'll be like have you tried well i mean maybe i could i'm just (laughs) like you know by store rules i'm not supposed to so here's the thing you and i could not (laughs) lana rhodes could absolutely walk in any store she wants to naked yeah not, not know who that is that's it's a it's a porn star. It's a very oh, okay. well known porn star. Oh, okay. The name's fresh on my mind because uh, on Call of Duty, it's a very like every other lobby I'm in with like Lana Rhodes or Johnny Sins or <laughs> a bunch of people, and I'm like, that's got to be a porn star, right? Like yeah. it's got <laughs> these are just people who are not original enough to come up with good, their names. Yeah, good good way of coming up with the way that you know that name. Yes. The Call of Duty. <laughs> I read a uh, story about it uh, recently on a Call well, of Duty. I was reading an episode. Of, I was reading a issue of the New Yorker, and I heard about her. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, she's really been changing the game in terms of how she. <laughs> Jenna Jameson yeah. could walk into any store in the country, yeah, and for the most part, shop fully nude, and no one's going to say anything, right? Corey Baker may have some people yeah. have some complaints, <laughs> but he walks in naked. <laughs> It's all relative, but... Who shaved that bear? 
<laughs> They're only saying that because you're over the hot dog tray, just feeding yeah. the hot dogs. I've gotten into the trash again. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> you need a minute. <laughs> oh yeah, all right. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so. But I mean, like you know, like if I went into Seven Eleven naked, I shouldn't be surprised if they kick me out and and call with, the police. Yeah, they're within their legal limits, their, their legal rights to do so. Mm-hmm. They, they can say that they. You are not an acceptable customer. You must leave. They can call the police if you refuse to do so. Like, all these things are things that you could do. You know, like, there's... And if you point at the no shoes, no shirt, no service, and you're like, uh, shirt and shoes. Yeah. They also have the right to be like, that's guidance. It's not... (laughs) This is our policy. Right. Pants are also required. Yeah. With the unsaid portion of that that policy. (laughs) The pants are assumed. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but they can also, by the way, anyone can refuse you service for any reason. Yeah. So long as they're not saying, hey, you look gay, so we're not going to give you. Oh, wait, no, that's OK. That is actually OK. Yeah. It's uh, we don't serve white guys here. That's that's not legally. Now protected. we're not legally yeah. protected. Yes. But there are very few reasons why a business cannot just be like, I don't want your money. Yeah. Go away. Um, uh, race, age. Sexual orientation is not one anymore. Um, gender. Gender is one uh, where you can't serve unless you have historically only served one gender. Yeah. It's part of a historic policy. Um, although that is getting wrapped up real quick, too. Um, yeah. I mean, so. like it, there were there were like uh, Augusta was yes. one of those famous like we've only had white men here before. So we're only trying to keep white men. Mm-hmm. And that one lasted about as long as it possibly could before the the forces of progressive <laughs> progressive nature started raining down on them and they're just like eh, maybe it's not worth the dying on this hill also so, uh if you have questions about western civilization at all which policy did uh, augusta give up first men of color or women i think it was men of color right men of color first yes yeah. because uh as harriet tubman pointed out even black men have the vote and i don't have the vote yeah. because uh it doesn't matter uh Augusta literally said, all right, we're, we're letting black folks play here. And the women were like, well, we wanted women to play as well. And they're like, bah, bah, bah. not so fast. <laughs> Listen, this was a big step for us. We're going to need a couple decades. All right. Yes. Yeah. We like the slow method of progressivism. And uh, you're just going to have to wait a little. We're bit. like the Catholic Church somewhere in the 24th fourth century we're going to allow the gay marriage and stuff like that but until then listen they let them come on saturday between four and seven they can all come out together and they have the course as long as they're bubbled and yeah then after they leave they come out and they you know clean the whole golf course (laughs) to make sure all the estrogens out um but uh beyond twitter and facebook and parlor the party the gop has a bigger problem which is just QAnon in general, because there is so much more than the social media aspect of it, because I think what we learned from the insurrection at the Capitol, they were communicating on on Facebook and Twitter and all those places. But they also have signal groups and they have website forums that are like fallback positions. If they kick you off Facebook, you can always go into your uh, signal group and be like, hey, where can we communicate again? Uh, We're going to go. And by the way, this is one of the things that people hate. They go to YouTube channels, just random YouTube channels. And in videos, there'll be conversations about like, yeah, hey, we're going to go kill this guy later. And you're like, 
uh, if you are like me and you check your comments, I don't know, once a month. And you're just like, wait, 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 what's this now? <laughs> what has been happening here <laughs> in my comments? Uh, on my review of uh, Pleasantville, I have a whole <laughs> conversation going on about how we're going to go to the Capitol. Um, but that's what that's the thing is, it, 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 QAnon is bigger than these platforms. Once it's now in the heart of people, it's going to be they're going to find a way. And the party has to figure out how do we get over this hill? Well, I mean, it's acceptance. That's the real problem here is that. You know, I, this is something I was telling you last week, like the uh, people who it used to be that racists could only have other racist friends. If you had somebody in, if you knew somebody in your life, some guy who lived on your street or something like that, if he was problematically racist, then he wouldn't have a lot of friends. He wouldn't have a lot of support system around him. There was no way of him making new friends because eventually he'd make some sort of like awful joke and then people are like oh, i don't want to really be around this guy anymore yeah and now the internet has given space for people who had traditionally been left to their own devices because they were too problematic for people of polite society to come together and make it think that there are overwhelming numbers of them <laughs> i think that's the real because you know we were talking about the the capital and you know it's thirty thousand people but that's not enough to like literally overtake the capital. It could know. have been. It could have been if they were a little bit w more, uh, better organized. Better organized. Yeah. I mean, it it could have happened, but it it, it wasn't enough at that time to overtake. So you got to think like how many of these racists are out there thinking that there's a ton of other racists out there because there's at least thirty thousand thirty thousand of them who were able crazy to and devoted enough to. And by the way, not all poor dumb people. There were private jets. Yeah. Oh to God. The, to DC for the protest. Yeah. So, uh, two things of note. One, hello to Terry who's watching us on Facebook. Thank you for checking it out. Welcome. Uh, if you uh, would like to check it out, you can always watch on Facebook, on YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. We're live on the recordings every Monday night. The other thing that I wanted to say about that um, is that it's it's there is some something insidious about that. I worry that somebody want, uh, has read The Art of War by Sun Yat-sen because mm -hmm. what that teaches is you never put your full force into anything until you know you can win. So, uh, you know, the, the, the fight for the right or the... Unite the right. Unite the right rally yeah. is one thing. And you're like, okay, so we did this. Look how many people showed up. Uh, and then we do this thing. We do this thing. We get somebody, 30,000 to show up at the Capitol. Now imagine if we put guns in the hands of 10,000 of them mm. before they went. Uh, and the other thing I said is the, the chronological video of all the personal videos. If I'm one of the organizers who apparently, uh, according to uh, the investigations, didn't go in. There was a lot of people outside sending people in. Yeah. But because they didn't go in, they are not up for any charges. That's an organizer. That is what not what I would necessarily do. But if I thought ahead, that's what I would do. Because I'd be mm -hmm. like, we're not going to win today. But what I want to see is who can I trust to go in? And I'm watching those videos and I'm like... Kid trying to start a tra fire in the trash can. I want him and a hundred people like him. Reasonable adult saying, no, we're not going to set fire to this hallowed building. We can cut him out. He doesn't need to come yeah. next time. Uh, or uh, the guy who takes a piss in Nancy Pelosi's drawer. Like him. Let's get more yeah. of him. Reasonable guy who like walks in, looks around for a second and leaves. We don't need him. Yeah. Uh, and now we come back the next time. And again, going back to the start of this, it turns into 9-11 where I have this overarching feeling like something is going to happen because of that. 
And also because the, the Republicans can't get rid of QAnon because right now there are two congressmen yeah. who are avowed QAnon believers, one of whom, Marjorie Taylor Smith, you may Green. remember her. What's Oh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, that's right. You may remember her because, as Corey accurately portrayed, uh, if things were different, I would have probably dated her at some point. <laughs> she's, um, she's that kind of crazy. She's nutso and vocally nutso and short and blonde. And that is, ooh, that is a, that's a fat salami baseball right down the middle. I yeah. can't help but swing at it. Um, and also, she's going to impeach Biden on day one. I yeah. file articles of impeachment. Yeah. Uh, the mo uh, at twelve oh one on Wednesday, which will be one minute into his administration. Yeah, but I, I think that that's funny, and nothing's going to happen because the House is Democratic, so you know nothing. But it means that to those QAnoners, Joe Biden being in power is equal to whatever, or worse than whatever Donald Trump did. Yeah, because his impeachment is foolishness. Why are we even going after this? Fake news. All fake yeah. news. For for uh, Biden, one minute in power is too one minute too much. Yeah, an abuse of power. Yeah, we need to impeach him. Okay, and you said he'll say what's up to the chief justice, and it's just like nope, they know each other. Collusion. I see this. It's all happening. I can see it all. Joe Biden and John Roberts know each other. Not in my one. John Roberts, nominated by W, uh, <laughs> Republican his entire life, very much a conservative, but. Maybe the deep state because he's been voting pretty liberal recently, and I don't know if I like all the things I'm seeing. I like how I like how uh, when I was a kid, everything was good and evil. <laughs> if I didn't like it, it was evil. Yeah, like I like Coke. I don't like Pepsi. Coke is good. Pepsi is evil. Mm-hmm. And people would be like, "Why is Pepsi evil?" I'm like, "Cause they are. It exists. Yeah, you know, no, no reason. Just because I feel like it." There's a lot of that that's going on with QAnon here. It's like, it, I don't like you, and I don't know why, but I've come up with a reason, and this is it. <laughs> like, By the way, some of those videos from Somebody the told me that you once said hello to Whoopi Goldberg on The View, and I hate Whoopi. And <laughs> now I hate you, you by know, proxy. I hate you. <laughs> but some of those videos, like, there was one where they find Cruz's desk. Yeah. The guy reads three lines of the speech, and he's like, Cruz was going to sell us out after all. Then he reads a few more lines, and he's like, oh, no, he was with us. <laughs> no, no, we need to go find him. He was going to... And I'm like, as you're reading the speech, you're reacting as if each line stands on its own. Yeah. As if this entire speech is not Arizona... I well, object be, to Arizona's electoral college vote. Because they do stand... Uh, uh, the white supremacists have, for a long time, uh, taken bits of what Donald says as placid indication that he's okay with them. Yeah. Like I he'll he'll start off his statement like uh you know like I I completely disavow them. They're awful. You know, they're you know, racism has no place in this America. Good people on both sides though. Good people on both sides though. And they're <laughs> just like, all right, so everything he said before was just to like get the media off his back. But yeah. the last part is what he really means. Like now I, I uh although I haven't been on parlor, I have been on TikTok. Yeah. And the left has their own. I'm not going to say they, they don't have their own people. There was a like a series of TikToks analyzing that at Biden's, oh no, at Nancy Pelosi's press conference announcing the impeachment, apparently to the side, there was a journalist who put his hand up on a wall. And at some point, his, uh, you guys can't really see this, his, uh, his first finger slips down and ends up doing this against yeah. the wall. 
and a whole series of TikTok posts about how this guy is secretly a white a, supremacist, a white supremacist yeah. who's trying to send a message. He's in the far right edge of the frame. <laughs> And I, I like, I'm like, I gotta Far find, right, yeah. I'm like, I gotta find the source video. So I like go find the source video. Literally, you can barely see him, and he has his hand resting up there for maybe five minutes. Yeah, and then the finger comes down. And I'm like, he's the worst at sending yeah. secret messages. If this is his secret message, but we have those people. Yeah. They're usually they're not so scared about doing it. Like uh, there was a, a thing I sent you about Kyle Rittenhouse at a bar. With a, a bunch of proud boys. He's just like, yeah, let's do it. Like, there was no, By the way, no uh, concern. Kyle Rittenhouse, who's facing trial for murder. Yeah. Uh, just throwing and at up 17 white. at a yeah. bar, <laughs> getting drinks with proud boys. It's all good. Uh, it's know. all good. But here's the difference. Uh, <laughs> Listen, my probation officer doesn't get on Twitter. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> no matter how radical the leftist may be. Yeah. I can look at that video and be like, Okay, that's too much. It seems like the other side doesn't have that. It's just like, you know what? You know what? He is. He is. Deep State. Uh, John Roberts, Deep State Democrat. Also, you know, like, maybe I just take this personally from my long history of being an Orioles fan, but sometimes you just got to accept you lost. Like, <laughs> like, there's no... Like, have there been games that the Orioles have played where I feel like they got cheated? Yes, I watched the Jeffrey Mayer game. Yes, oh, I do. Right. Yeah. I do have these moments where I felt like we got screwed or something like that in some sort of way. Yes, Corey but, did say on Twitter that we should drive up to Connecticut and find him at his uh his house. It's really there. Go look for it. Didn't say that on Twitter. <laughs> um, but, he, he furiously scrolls back at his timeline. Just scrub, to make scrub, sure. scrub. <laughs> Uh, the, <laughs> I just don't want my Twitter taken away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. I need it. <laughs> also, uh, I'm how else am I supposed to find out what's going on? I don't want them to give you the Trump tweet treatment because the next thing I know is like, oh, the anthem's down and the digital's <laughs> down. Like everywhere he tries to post, they're just taking him down everywhere. <laughs> just on the you know, the anthem digital, it's like, hey, it's Corey. I have a really out there idea. Blocked. Cut it off. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, have I been upset and felt like we've been screwed or, you know, there's some sort of injustice? Yeah, I felt it a couple times. Uh, was the, was the punishment ever reasonable enough for me to feel good about it? No, you know, but eventually you, you get over it <laughs> and you're just like, one of these days we will win and that'll feel great. Because you have to, the, the losing builds character. Mm -hmm. Boy, do I have character. Oh, yeah. But By the way, it's <laughs> especially hard when you're standing there and it's, uh, you know, uh, game three of the ALDS or ALCS. And you're just like, I mean, we made it all this way. They're going to show up. Yeah. Nah, nope. Just, yeah. Uh, just didn't. But I mean, like, you know, it, it's it's like the, the QAnon people have a, it's never their fault. Yeah. Or... It just never it, like it, it just didn't work out this time. It's not an acceptable ideal in the QAnon because no. everything is so muddled with the the many hands of the of the radical left pedophiles. Like, I, you P know, P.S. QAnoners, um, there your signal conversations are now ending up in the hands of the FBI, which means even in your own group, secrets cannot be kept after the fact. Yeah. Yet, there is a deep state cabal that has, to this day, kept the secret 
of the ring of pedophiles who are running the world. Yeah. Think about that just for a second. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's weird that people think that there are people with immense power and influence out there. Oh, yeah. Well, and there I are mean, people. Yeah, I mean, that, but that's not that's not unusual. And like, I don't I don't necessarily think it's weird to think that powerful people could put the kibosh on normal. Like if I wanted to run for Congress and for whatever reason, Hillary Clinton didn't like that I was running for Congress. I'm sure she could pull levers to make it so that <laughs> I would not have a successful campaign, you know, yeah. like. She could do backroom deals that I wouldn't be capable of doing to keep me from running, or, or how keep about me to get the, inf- the 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 things I need to run a campaign. Like a pack gets organized against you that just supports the other person, and millions get dumped into it from black money sites. You're, that's yeah, nothing I can do. Right, you know. So there is an there is an example of a potential person who could stand in the way of me being able to do something because of their influence and their power and everything like that. That's also how Marjorie Taylor Greene gets elected to Congress. <laughs> I mean, on the other side, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't just. It, if you think that she just got in there because people voted for her, it's not it's so much more money than that. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what to say. I, it's so. Sometimes you just lose. Some, yeah. I mean, like, it, you know, like it, we all have to deal with it at some point. Like, and, you know, just because somebody has influence doesn't mean that they're all in it together to, to sort out influence because that's not how it works either. Like, if I could do something that helps Rob, he would want me to do it because it's helpful for him. Yeah. If I could, if I did something that hurt Rob, then he would probably not want me to do it. Right. But I mean, like, he only has so much, so much choice in the matter. Sometimes I got to do things that Rob is going to like just because it's better for me. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm not going to like, you know, go to the Skulls meeting room and just be like, we have to have it out for whether or not I make this decision because it'll hurt Rob and he's part of our cabal of high power democrat you know like yeah and by the way the uh the person nine stepped removed from us that's has no idea who we are yeah and makes a decision that negatively influences us they they also know one way is going to hurt people the other way is going to hurt people but one of these ways helps me as well so i'm willing to hurt some people but help me okay great and we happen to be one of the ones that gets hurt yeah that sucks i i think about the quote that's like um when you've been uh when you've had uh, excellence for so long, equality seems like oppression. Yeah. And that's all I can think of with all of this stuff. It's just like, oh, so no one's called you on your bullshit for so long. And then somebody's like, See, no, I want to call you on the bullshit. And you're like, oh, blah, blah. wait, deep stake of ball here is uh, controlling stuff. That's one thing I don't like. I There's been a lot about people saying that, you know, like, uh, the the sort of uh, uh, the generalized ideas of racism and the racist people who are just like I don't want other people to have the same equality because it means less equality for yeah. me, essentially. <laughs> That's how equality works. I I don't. I I just can't think it, like looking back on history. Like we've always been better when we've been more <laughs> open and accepting. The more people we have of different types of backgrounds and you know, ethnicities or genders or whatever, the better off we are. Yep. You know, baseball got better once the color barrier broke. <laughs> like, there's no way you could argue that the game would have been better if there was no Willie Mays or King Griffey Jr. or Hank Aaron or any of these people. You know, the same can be said, like, you know, like, how much would you fucking enjoy music if you couldn't hear, you know, like, <laughs> black people be involved? Like, 
it, 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 having more people involved in any kind of endeavor doesn't doesn't hurt people's ability to get to the top. It's you know like everyone has the same chance. I, Hypothetically, I, in an equal system. I had this out with uh, somebody about writing. In fact, yeah. there was a day in time when William Baker steps off a train in Los Angeles and mentions offhand to someone he's come to be a screenwriter. And you have a job later that afternoon Yeah, at one of the three studios where you could possibly have a job screenwriting. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, two white guys show up in uh, L.A. a hundred years later. There is no welcome wagon. There is no king of Hollywood coming yeah. by to look for scripts. But also, there are a thousand production companies looking for, for talented people to write. And yes, there are probably just as many studios now. <laughs> but, you know, in the end, there are more people making more things. And just because being white doesn't automatically give me something doesn't mean I'm worse off. It me- well, By the way, also, it makes me think I have to write better. I can't just write whatever gibberish I want to write. It's right. going to be good. And uh, well, there's keep, more opportunity. You know, the, the, the times where it really was clear that there are, there's, you know, hands on the scale, per se, like talk about Hollywood and, and writers and stuff like that. The first screenwriters in Hollywood were women mm-hmm. because... It wasn't an important job. No. It was, it, you <laughs> throw anything on the page. We'll shoot it. It's fine. I mean, in the minds of the people who were making the movies, the scripts were so interchangeable that basically a secretary could do it, yep. which is why the women and became we need them typed. So the secretary is going to have to touch it eventually. Just let her write the whole thing up. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, there, there was a, there was a lot of sexism involved in it and a lot of like, well, this isn't important, so we don't need them. But then as soon as they realized that it was important, imagine how many white men suddenly became the screenwriters in Hollywood and stuff And how like many that. women got relegated back to being a secretary. Yeah, and how, how long it took for women, people of color, to be accepted into the same, you know, it, it, it wasn't until indie movies really took off and people could make their own movies without having to have some sort of corporate overlord decide whether or not it gets made to allow these new voices to come out. And, you know... By the way, my writing of Moonlight would be garbage. Yeah. Uh, because but it didn't stop people from telling the stories of all of these people. It was just we got, um, oh, what is that very famous super racist movie that they showed at the White House? It's like Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Birth, of Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation, yeah. Birth of a Nation is supposed to be a true tale of the South. Yeah. But they are so far removed from any black person's life in the South that they're like, this is how they are, right? I feel like this is how they are. That's fine. Put it up on screen. It's okay. And <laughs> it was then embraced by the KKK and shown at the White House. So it was, it, and Birth of a Nation specifically is like a really weird, you know, like it, it's like, it's a very important movie because <laughs> it was, uh, because of when it was released and how production big it was it, yeah. and production and everything like that. It was like the first modern movie in a, in a lot of ways, but it's awful that it's such a disgusting and controversial movie because it's like, you know, you every first year film student has to watch it. I watched it in my first film class. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, they 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 make you watch it and you see like where we've come from because this is the first of like a movie that looks recognizable to what we have today. Yeah. But you're also watching it and you're just like this is not of the time. Like <laughs> this feels very yeah, very I think wrong. The running time is like 45 minutes on it. Like it's it's long, but not a full length feature movie. Maybe it's an hour, but yeah. I feel like it's it's not quite a full length movie, but it is long. And I just remember that 
it still filled the 90 minute class period because we had a talk before and a talk after about like, okay, so we're going to watch this because it's important to movie history, but it's not important because of the subject matter, which is terrible. And let yeah. me, I want you to divide the difference. Look at the shot. Don't look at what the shot is showing you. Yeah. Listen to the words, but don't put them all together into functional, meaningful sentences. Think right. about how the characters are interacting with each other. That's it. Like, and uh, then you watch it and you're like, whoa, this is terrible. Yeah. This is a terrible movie. I mean, it's well done because last week we were watching. It's like, like it's like ter- terrible and really important to see at the same time, which is like a really. Yeah, the week like before we're watching like uh, the movies with no script where they're like they have a four page outline and they shoot a 20 minute movie. And you're just like. And I mean, there's plenty of books like this, too. Oh, yeah. like obviously, like throughout time where. It has problematic elements of it, but it's still a classic piece of literature for uh, Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Is a good piece of literature, very problematic, not the movie that you have seen right. at all. It's it's not a it is a Hollywood adaptation of that movie. Uh but enough about old Hollywood, because I want to talk about new uh or current at least America. Uh, we have to do a COVID update. And you found the story, so I don't want to speak out of turn yeah. uh, with all the numbers. I'll, I'm going to let you take that on the nu- the new numbers that we've heard this week. Yeah, I mean, basically, uh, just since after Election Day, so Nove- November 4th, uh, we've had 60% of our cases, our total cases have happened since yeah. then. In the U.S. In the U.S. Yeah. and 40% of the dead. Uh, and we are... We're at this moment. We're either right coming up on four hundred thousand or just past four hundred thousand. It's hard to say if who who has reported their deaths for the day. Problematic because we're coming out of a weekend. It's always underreported on the weekend. And then, yeah, uh, projections are though by inauguration day we'll be yeah. at forty four hundred thousand. Uh, and the number to keep in mind is four hundred fourteen. That's how many American four hundred fourteen thousand. Approximately the number of Americans who died in World War Two. Yeah. So I know I said months ago, we've now hit the number that is Americans who died in all wars except World War II and the Civil War. Yeah. We're about to hit World War II. And then, by the way, Civil War on its own is 620,000 Americans, but both sides were Americans, so it's different. Um, And we're on track to hit that by mid-year. Yeah. If things stay the same. If things stay the same. And we were talking in kind of the pre-show meeting just about, like, why and i think that there is a couple of causes one election day everybody who had been so stressed all the uh more liberal people who had been so stressed so focused finally were like okay we can relax a little bit but the message should have been no yeah we can relax about the long-term health of the country we need to be very fastidious about the short-term health of the country i mean I I really think that that people have have stopped caring. That's too true too. And I mean, like specifically in California, you know, if you look at the graph of like the cases here in California, it, to me, in my mind, it feels like there's a a moment in time where the French Laundry happened. Yeah. And at that moment, people are just like, "Well, fuck it." <laughs> if he's gonna go to dinner, are you saying like, Gavin Newsom is to blame for all of this? Because I'll stand by that. I think that that may be true. I'm not saying that he's responsible for for like, but here here's the problem. Like, if you have somebody who is doing the best, you know, doing all the right things, Joe and Biden making a good example and stuff Joe like Biden, that. Sure, staying in your basement and then doing rallies where everybody's in cars and far away. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, like that. It, it will. 
it will cut down on the number of people who die. Uh, there is no way that you can say to me that Gavin Newsom going to the French Laundry didn't eventually lead to somebody saying fuck it and then getting sick and then somebody dying because of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how he can be okay <laughs> with that. Like in his mind, I'm sure he's just like, you know, oh, they're just crucifying me for no good reason. But, you know, he hasn't. I haven't seen him apologize for it. No. I haven't seen him, or like in a serious manner. I think there was like a half-hearted like, you know, like, well, I'm sorry that I've disappointed people or whatever when I came out. But, you know, it, 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 there's a me, petition you should see, Corey, that you'll probably be. Yeah. I, 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 it just really feels like, you know, like it sort of spiritually, I guess, like in the air, it felt like people were just like, well, fuck it. Yep. If he's not going to play by the rules, then why am I spending all this time like. Well, and around the same and, time, we got the vaccine update, too. And yeah. People were just thinking, like, all right, so, well, fuck it. <laughs> Sometime here. next month, I'm going to get vaccinated. Yeah. So They said 20 million people by uh, New Year's. How uh, would that not be me? How am I not in that group? Yeah. yeah. Um, have well, you seen my TikTok following? <laughs> ironically, those guys probably <laughs> do have vaccines because they bought them on the black market. Yeah. Um, but, and those who did get them, and God bless my parents. My parents both have they've gotten their first dose. So uh, good for them. But now I'm starting to hear the, but we got our, we got the vaccine. I'm like, but you got the first dose of two. It's very important that we continue to stay locked down until then. So there's even like kind of two levels to that. It's yeah, we have a vaccine. You ain't getting it for a while. Oh, you got it. Great. You need another one. And then, oh, by the way, you really need everyone to get it for it to matter. Well, yeah. And I mean, like part of the, part of the problem is that, uh, the vaccine doesn't keep you from getting COVID or giving it to other people. It keeps you from getting very sick from it. Probably, yeah. Now, there, there are some, some of the uh, research says it keeps you from getting it. So, but it doesn't keep, it doesn't stop you from being a container for yeah. the virus and going and spreading it around until your body gets rid of it. So, like, yeah. the infection never sets in, but it's in your lungs and you're virally shedding while your body fights it off and yeah. then. You don't get the symptoms. You don't have the 14 days. It's more like 48 hours or less. You won't even know. But all that time you can be, especially this new, uh, the uh, UK version or yeah, the UK version and the South African version that apparently you're contagious almost immediately after getting it. Yeah. You're just carrying your container of air full of COVID, just shedding it around to everybody. So, right. But I'm saying like, you know, that it, if there's still somebody that you're worried about, you being vaccinated, if your oh. parents are not vaccinated, but Does you're no vaccinated, good. it's not like you can't get COVID and you can't give it to others. Right. They would need to be vaccinated, too, because then nobody can like you may have it in your system. You I'll may give not, it to them. You may not feel it at all. You might have one of the the you might have the experience of a lot of people who don't show any symptoms whatsoever. Yeah. You might have that kind of COVID experience if you were to get the virus within you, you could still transfer it to people. You still give it to people. That's why, like, you know, once you get the vaccine, it's not like you don't have to wear masks anymore. Yes. Social distance because you can still carry this thing. And it's important that the more people that get vaccinated, the less it'll carry and the less people will get sick and the less people will die. And eventually, if there's enough vaccination out there, then it will fade away because everyone who has it will die or we'll get better. Yeah. And then once that happens, we don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Except for also we're a world economy. So as soon as that starts happening, we'll open up airports again. And uh, as was reported this week, 
uh, SoCal now has our own variant. It's extra contagious. Uh, yeah. Although still not extra deadly. So come on, Mother Nature. Give me one. Like, listen, I don't want it to be in Maryland. I don't want it to where it's going to affect you know my family and everything. But if it affects these idiotic TikTokers that I see like doing uh, influencers in public nonsense, mm. I'm not going to miss them. <laughs> they can get it and die. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, just die generally. Uh, but I don't want my family to get sick. So there's, that's a whole. <laughs> I don't different. want people I love to get sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole, whole different thing. Um, so the overdosing messaging should be things are terrible. They're probably going to get worse before they get better. And I mean, we need to be judicious. I mean, things have become easier or looser since March. Yeah. Like everywhere. It's, it's easier to do things than it was when things first shut down. But obviously things are way worse than they were in March. So it's, uh, I don't know. It's really, it's really hard to explain to people. Like you just got to like hunker down for a little while longer. And hopefully the vaccine, the vaccine news is good. I'm, I'm very, yeah. I'm very happy and hopeful, uh, that we can get back to normal life at some point here. But you know, like it, Everyone's just got to play by the rules a little bit. You know, like that's the that's the uh, overarching message here. By the way, I, I do want to throw this graph up that I found for just a second. For those of you who may be watching the video version, you can see this graph. Um, where's the first wave? Where's the second wave? Where's the third wave? This is literally a graph that goes up from March to present and into the future, just continues to go up. So this is where we are, that... Yes, hospitalizations have fluctuated and uh, positive tests have fluctuated up and down. Mm. Deaths have been consistent over a, I think that graph was 21 day period. So it took 21 days instead of the seven days. And yeah. Every brick is 21 day period. Consistent upwards graph of people dying. Because as soon as we get through one, one little bit of like, oh, things are getting scary. We better start wearing our masks. Memorial Day. Oh, things got scary again. Better start wearing a mask. Okay. Fourth of July. And yeah. We just can't learn the lesson. Just keeps moving. We need to learn the lesson. Lock yourself down. When's the last time we went as a group out to do something? I was trying to think about that this week. I mean, prior to March. We went to the movies in late January. Yeah. Oh, we went to uh, Roxy's uh, goodbye dinner. Yeah. In that late was probably February. the last event that we... Yep. And then literally she went to New York and later that week was the first COVID cases. And I was like, it's going to be scary. Uh, it's going to be bigger than we think it is. And then two weeks later, city shut down. Yeah. So it's been since her birthday dinner or her like going away slash birthday dinner. February. Yeah. Last end of February of 2019 since we've gone out and done anything. I want to. I Listen, I have tried to convince these guys. to let's. There are safe things we can go and do. There have been times when someone else has suggested it, and I've been the voice of reason to say, eh, I don't think that sounds like a good idea. And uh, I've kind of expressed this to people too. Like I, I have. It sounds like it's off topic, but I, I don't like going on. I don't like the idea of a cruise because I don't like the idea of feeling stuck somewhere. Yeah, like it. It makes me so anxious. That I would never be able to be happy. Only an Alaskan cruise where you're in view of the shore the entire time. If I can down. swim to the shore, That's then hypothetically I can get I can get off this thing. Half the Alaskan cruise thing is that the shore is so beautiful. You're, it's cold. You're not going to want to go there. There's yeah. a hot tub here, but you can see it. It's fine. 
But I mean, like, I don't want to be in the middle of the ocean somewhere for multiple days because if I feel like I'm stuck, then it really starts like messing with my brain chemistry. No, but they have lifeboats. Corey. And the idea that COVID is basically me being stuck in real life. Yeah. Like, you know, and I have to be stuck to be safe. Like, that's really, you know, because by this point in a normal time, I would have been to the movies 50 times. I would have been to, out oh. to dinner 100 times. And I probably would have been to Vegas at least four or five. Well, you mean like a year? Yeah. No, then, uh, what, movies way more than that. Once yeah. a week, we were doing like three times a week at one point during the summer. Right. But sometimes it, it falls, you know, sometimes we don't do every week kind That's of true. thing. That's so true. like I was saying, like a week average about, you know, but like twice a week, I, I probably would find myself out to dinner. Or something, you know, even if it was, you know, we're going to some place. Denny's. Yeah. Go, <laughs> going to Shake Shack or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, it, I would go somewhere. Uh you know, I would travel. I would yeah. do, even if it was driving, like I'd, I'd find somewhere. Home for Christmas. Yeah, or home just in the middle of the summer. Oh, like, that too. Yeah. But here we are. All, all these things are, are off the table because yeah, nobody can get their house in order. That's and it, it's, it's funny because, uh, Corey, uh, what is your, what about lifeboats on the cruise? Why, why aren't you, does the lifeboats make you feel better? No, because... If the boat sinks and you need to get on the lifeboat, it's a smaller, less secure version of the boat that just sank. And that I, I only bring that up because that's when you're like, oh, and I get it as much as I push for us to do things again. I Sometimes I'm the voice of reason. Sometimes I'm the voice of like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's the lifeboat of Corey's example where it's like, well, it could just be us. And we can go do something. Yeah. So I I don't feel safe in my house, the place that I live all the time. And you want me to go to another house that I don't live in all the time that I don't, I'm not going to feel safe in and relax for the weekend. Cool. Yeah. Let's do that. Well, I mean also beyond that, and this will be the last point. Well, sports ball real quick on our way out. Um, I, in, in Southern California specifically, we are at no ICU space, zero per, negative yeah. space now. Yeah. Right. You know, people are in fucking, you know, parking lots and stuff like that. And, you know, you might feel invincible from COVID. You might say like, "Well, I'm young and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get sick." You know, like if I if I get COVID, I'll just go to my bedroom for two weeks. I'll pass it. It'll be fine. Yeah, uh, I can go to Mexico to my family, some gold toilets and stuff. It'll be fine. You can figure out some sort of way to to survive this thing if you're young. You know, but if you're if it's if it's like I can't my gallbladder can't burst right now or I can't get hit by a car or I can't be stabbed by somebody. Like anything I don't have any control over whether or not it happens right now is potentially the cause of my death. Like I could, I could, you know, like maybe under a normal circumstance, you know, 2017, you know, my gallbladder bladder bursts and I'm on the floor in the bathroom for hours waiting for someone to come home. Right. (laughs) And then finally, it's not you know, funny just no but i'm saying like finally yeah. rachel comes home and you know like the the internal bleeding and there's like the something bad spleen. about the gallbladder it's or the spleen it's, it's, yeah it damages the spleen usually when it bursts so but like there's like an acidy thing that mm-hmm. goes on in your body yeah mm-hmm. so like you know the longer you're sitting there like bleeding out for a lack of a better term worse you're yeah, you're versus. getting worse and worse and then you know maybe i get rushed to the hospital and maybe they shove me right into the <laughs> into the emergency room and they work on me. That's not capable. That's not possible right now. The the hours of waiting around happens in the ambulance on the way to the hospital now, yep. where you wait 
you know, six hours before you can be intake into the hospital. And then some 26 year old says, of all the people we have here, is this guy important enough for me to send up to the ICU? Oh, right. Is he going to survive? Or do I put him in a bed somewhere and tell him, oh, everything's going to be fine until he dies. And then that's what it is. And, uh, you know, that's that's terrifying for a a number of other reasons. And, you know, that's part of my fear of, you know, I would love to do something right now, but I'd also like to not do anything while there's no emergency room space. Like I, I was gonna say, I, I every couple of days, uh, every couple of weeks, really, I go through this. Like, you know what? Uh, I'm not leaving my house for four or five straight days, and that's because at some point I'm riding a scooter and I get clipped. My elbow will get clipped by a, uh, a rearview mirror. Yeah, side or mirror. Somebody will push me a little too far, and it reminds me that if I get driven off the road here. I'm going to a hospital that has no space yeah. and I'm going to sit with a compound leg fracture in an ambulance for three, four, five, six hours, then get in. And then if after I've lost half of the blood in my body, they're going to be like blood shortage though. Um, yeah. Is this guy going to be, is going to make it and his quality of life going to be worthwhile for us to add him to the list? And he's going to need ICU space and we have none. So do I even send him to surgery if I know he's not going to have a bed upstairs after this? Like Fuck. Because yeah. I took a scooter to work. Yeah. Okay. Or I can get in an Uber with a stranger, <laughs> with a stranger, uh, and they get there in a car. But then, oh, we we have the green, but somebody didn't see the green because they're texting, and they there's the terror. Or somebody will, will could paralyze just, you. Somebody could just run through a red light. Yeah. Like all these things are very capable. You know, like people go to the hospital for no fault of their own all, all the time. time. <laughs> It's not, you know, and like, it paralyzes me for a couple of days until I have to be like, all right, so I can't just not leave my house. Yeah. Also, I'm out of food and toilet paper. So things are about to get real dire if I don't just at least go to the store. And then I go to the store and I'm like, okay. Well, and there's a part of I want to go out there because I don't want to be scared of the world. Like, yeah. I, I want to at least go out and, like, get some fresh air and get some sunlight and see people. Like, even if I'm not interacting with people. Hi. Just stay over there. Physically seeing <laughs> yes. people helps, like, make me feel better about my life. But, like. Also, I live by myself and I have to make sure that, you know, the world hasn't ended in the last three days that I've been <laughs> locked inside. I'm yeah. like, oh, people's still here. Good. Okay. All right. So, we're good. <laughs> I don't want to be. Uh, I'm watching the classic Twilight series. Uh, uh, Twilight Zone. And I got the. Uh, it was time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sent you the video. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to come yeah. out of the vault and just be like, where is everybody? Oh. <laughs> and then drop my contact. And there was time now. Uh, but you know what else we always have time for? Sports ball. All right. So a sad end to the Raven season of falling in Buffalo. Now. Um, and we I th- get a content claim. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you did it well enough for them to f- yeah, <laughs> figure it out. Um, yeah, I mean it's a shame. I I uh, I was worried that this team didn't have uh, a Super Bowl in it with injuries that had happened along the way. Uh, you know, not having Ronnie Stanley, a All Pro left tackle. Uh, and then having to move everyone else in the line around and both of our centers having the yips and uh, not having true playmakers other than Lamar Jackson out there and then losing and him J.K. And Dobbins order. and stuff like like the, there was a lot of things that uh, didn't make it seem like again as a as a fan I'm going to hold out hope I'm going to you know like just 
watch the game and imagine that there's going to be some way that we're going to win. Uh, it doesn't always work out that way. Buffalo is a really great team and deserve to move on. Uh, and you know, we'll get them next year. I, I, I don't, I don't know how else to. And listen, Q and honors. <laughs> we have faith. Lamar goes down, gets into the, uh, concussion protocol in the third. And we're like, bah, 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 they could, they could still pull this out with the guy that they signed three weeks ago. <laughs> this Huntley guy's good, right? <laughs> He's played before. Oh, college? Okay, all right. Yeah, that's fine. Utah? It's a school. <laughs> the center's been performing miraculously today. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but you still hold out hope. But when the time comes and there's two and a half minutes left and we're down by 14, you're just like, all right, so it's not going to happen for us. Yeah. It is what it is. You, you, you celebrate with your friends who are Bills fans and just say, we'll get them next year. And I mean, you know, big ups to the Bills mafia fan base you know they after eliminating us they also donated very chair uh generously to lamar jackson's charity of choice so you know a a class act and you know there's kind of a part of me that wanted to see a bills versus browns afc championship just because it was two of the most tortured fan bases getting a chance to exercise both their demons at the same time opposite ends too like never made it to a super bowl made it a lot but just could not win one losing Uh, four in a row uh Uh, and i want to send a message out to the bills fans out there i appreciate the donation to lamar's charity and if we can get back outside by next nfl season i will also jump off the back of a van and through a table (laughs) (laughs) i won't but I appreciate the sentiment anyway. I hope you appreciate the sentiment. I do like the fact that uh, uh, we throughout this whole thing, we've been extra safe about COVID and not going out places. But then at the same time, like I look at like the 2022 NFL schedule and I'm just like, listen, they're going to play in Vegas. Next year. <laughs> we'll have our vaccines by then, right? We're all going to be good by then, right? We can't miss out on that one. <laughs> It'll be late in the fall, right? It's going to be later in the later in the year. We'll definitely have the vaccine. It's- Baba Joe will take us by summer. We'll be good. 100 days, man. 100 days. <laughs> now, we might not get the second one. We'll get yeah. the first dose. Second one is TBD. Good <laughs> enough for me to go to the Borgata. <laughs> Any reason to go to Vegas, uh, especially with uh, the NFL playoffs. Yeah. Mm. By the way, uh, you, I think we're two and two. I think we were all two and two, ah. but two and two in different ways in our picks. Well, we all, we all chose the Ravens. We, so all, we all, all lost that one. Yeah. We all would have made money, though. Uh I think you got both on Saturday and, and missed both on Sunday. Oh no! If I remember no, no. correctly, uh, I got uh, I got both I got both uh, Saturday and one Sunday. The only one I didn't get was uh, oh no, because uh, I lost the Ravens game. Yep, two and two with the, the Ravens. Chi- the Chiefs was also plus ten. So even no. though the Chiefs won, I took the Chiefs at plus ten. I did not take. Uh, I took New Orleans over Tampa Bay. Ah, that's because I said, wait, wait, Tampa Bay's got to go into yeah, New Orleans and win. The Chiefs didn't win by 10 or more. So you lost that one. Yeah, oh, I would have lost three then. No, you, you, you won. You won Saturday. You lost Sunday. Yeah, that's basically how it worked. Yeah. Chasing, <laughs> chasing the perfect record. Yeah. Um, but interestingly enough, we have the young guns in the AFC. We got Patrick Mahomes, maybe. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Josh Allen in the AFC. And then on the other side, the ageless ones, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and Tom Brady going off for the NFC, the senior circuit, if you will. Yeah, and I will say uh, my heart goes out to Chiefs fans. We, we know how you feel. <laughs> uh, his injury was in the fourth, I think, though. <laughs> there was kind of a there was a there was a moment there where I was thinking about uh, 
doing some uh oh god what was the Chappelle's show character the like you got any more of that henny oh yeah yeah <laughs> like, oh man uh damn what is that guy's name yeah it's not clayton remember. bigsby that was the that's the, the black racist, white the, supremacist yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh i can't remember tyrone biggins or yes yeah. tyrone biggins yeah. that is who it is yeah he yeah. is he's a crack addict and he has a red beanie on yeah. and he's always scratching his neck and his skin's real ashy anyway go ahead sorry <laughs> I just thought that was funny. You got any more of them hennies? <laughs> uh, do you, uh, I guess on, on our on our departure here, do you have a do you have a opinion on uh, what the what what what's the Super Bowl that would make you happiest? Do you want to see? Do you want to see Rodgers? Do you want to see Brady? Do you want to see Mahomes? Do you want to see Allen? Like where where do you stand? What what's your? The only way I can be happy with what's left of the NFL playoffs is. If Tom Brady suffers a Joe Theismann on the game next week. And for those of you who don't know, what I mean is a career-ending compound leg fracture on the field that I get to watch and then laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and then feel slightly bad about laughing. And then laugh and then laugh and laugh. Um, Yeah. I don't wish that on it. Fucking Alex Smith almost lost his life for that shit. I like, feel bad about Alex Smith for doing. It. I would not feel bad about Tom Brady. He's had a he's had a lot of he's had a lot of good to make up for. I would just be like, yeah. hey, uh, you can't splint your leg with all those rings that you're always showing off. I feel like there's a lot of gold in there, and you should be able to get a splint or something. I don't know. So Rogers, how about on the AFC side? Jeff? I, honestly, like uh, I, I don't think we've heard from Mahomes is likely going to be in, but there's not been really any news about. It's too early to say because yeah. the the concussion protocol is like you have to clear certain steps. Yeah, so Wait, Wednesday you, will be the day probably. Maybe. Uh, so I, I, it's it's rough uh, because again, despite being the Eagles coach for a long time, I'm an Andy Reid fan. Uh, I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan. Uh, I'm a Chiefs fan. Joe Montana finished his career with the Chiefs, which made me a Chiefs fan back in the day. Uh, so I want to say yes for the Chiefs. But also, we have friends who are, and I have friends who are Chiefs fans, but we also have friends who are Bills fans, and it's such a, it's such a, uh, a tortured fan base. Yeah. And what's worse than getting to the Super Bowl and losing is almost getting to the Super Bowl. Ice cold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, I don't know, I, I, part of me says, despite all of my feelings for the Chiefs, you had it last year. Yeah. Uh, let the Bills get in um, and then have them be beat by Aaron Rodgers, uh, the second quarterback of a generation or third quarterback of a generation to rob your franchise of a of a title. I think I think I'm with you. I, th- I think my in my dreams, it's a uh, Rodgers, a, a Packers versus Bills matchup yeah. in the in the Super Bowl. I think that would be fun. Are you also dreaming about a compound fracture for Tom Brady? No, I, oh, okay. I, I don't. I don't wish ill on him. I mean, like. You know, I, I, I wish that he, he felt like normal people pain at some point or another, but I don't want him to be like, you know, Theismann. See, look, now, I, I say Theismann, but Theismann has a, had a wonderful career after that. He's a broadcaster. Uh, he's doing uh, like Medicare commercials now and stuff. <laughs> like he's a guy. I could have said a compound fracture in which his face mask break and someone smashes that beautiful face and he comes out looking there like Quasimodo. Yeah, he comes out looking <laughs> like Quasimodo after it. I didn't. I said leg. He'll be in some commercials. He'll do TV. It'll be fun. By the way, we're at the end of uh, of Drew Brees' career too, probably. Yes, yeah. Uh, with his defeat to Tom Brady and the Bucks. Um There was there was something that Tom Brady put out of like the two of them as like old people. Yeah. And... Uh, 
it's worth seeing because Tom Brady just sort of has like the salt and pepper George Clooney thing going on as him as an old guy. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Drew Brees is like balding and like, In the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like well, much any like, opportunity uh, to take a shot at Drew Brees and much like their images on uh, on the the uh, cartoony <laughs> version where Tom Brady looks like he's been like 400 pounds soaking wet, just no effort. And Drew Brees looks good, but. He yeah. doesn't look jacked. That's uh, he doesn't. Yeah, have the, we did. Uh, we did have a conversation with the guy who does the Fox cartoons because uh, some <laughs> of these people, like Tom Brady specifically, he had like one of those Usher V's going and on in the his abs. His arms are as thick as his head. Yeah. He's like giving like this signal, and his biceps are as literally the same distance of his head. Yeah, I mean, and what's his name? Uh, LA's quarterback, uh, Golf. Jared Goff. Yeah. Jared Goff has literally like the six pack you can see with the yeah. the jersey. <laughs> they really, really. Okay. And then you're like looking at an actual shot of Jared Goff, and it's like, I don't know if I see that. <laughs> hey, Drew Brees looks like the Captain America before picture. Yeah. You know, <laughs> before Chris takes a serum. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's a yeah. professional football quarterback, but he's not Tom Brady, who's yeah. the after Captain America picture, actually. That's well, weird. Well, the, the funny thing is, every once in a while, like, they. Uh, it'll be like the off season and like some picture of like one of these quarterbacks on a beach will come out. And it's like, I, I still remember people reacting to Eli. Like Eli was on a beach from. Yeah. It's just, you look at him and he's got like, not like man boobs, but he's like, certainly not like cut. Dad you know? body. He got dad, dad he's body. got that dad bod. Yeah. yeah. And people were just like, that's a professional athlete. And it's just like, yeah. When your job is quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> you have, you can have a different, you know. Also, it's the Giants. They were out way early. He's been on vacation for. There's a, while. a big difference between Eli Manning and DK Metcalf. That's yeah. all I'm saying. So, uh, also, uh, I know we're neither of us is really NBA fans. Uh, but on that topic, the James Harden transformation. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. Uh, good for you, James Harden. I don't know uh, <laughs> who gave you the idea to just be like, all right, listen, walk around with your gut out for like. <laughs> three weeks they'll trade you and then you're gonna be fine yeah and he gets to trade and he comes out looking svelte it's amazing good for you by the way uh awful awful time to be traded uh because in texas they have no state income tax yes in new york they most certainly do <laughs> so well, it doesn't mean he's not gonna stay living in texas well they said that just the act of him being traded yeah, means that he loses twelve million dollars a year. Yeah, in yeah. taxes. So I feel like that the agent that there's hurts. An, there's an agent <laughs> there who is just like, oh shit. <laughs> Maybe he won't find out. Maybe he won't, <laughs> Maybe he won't find out. He just opens his first check. He's like, taxes. <laughs> <laughs> you told me they don't charge this. <laughs> In Texas, uh, they don't. I can get you back most of that money. It's just going to be April next year. Can somebody trade me to Florida already? <laughs> they got basketball I will play there, for right? literally any team in Florida. Gets his first paycheck. Next thing you know, he's like walking around with the gut out. Like, All right, Harden, we've seen this. We've seen this once. Fool me oh, once. Oh, man, feels good to be in Orlando. <laughs> All right, well, uh, somewhere else where it feels good to be. Uh, wait, shh. Where's that? Oh, the anthem.com. Corey at the anthem.com. Oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line. 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. Oh, me? CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com. Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm. And at LegendCB5 on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, yeah, working on things. You know, usual stuff. Wait, wait, no. We had uh, There's going to be a, a video this week because we uh, the one week delay, and now we're going to have a video. Oh, shit. 
Sorry, I thought the dog was about to knock over a light. Me Go too. ahead, you 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 do your part. I gotta I gotta keep an eye on the situation. No, no, no. You had a you have a, a video coming out this week that we uh, are anxious to see. What's the video? What's uh? It's out now, right? No. Coming soon. <laughs> you can find more of me at Robert and Cheek on our social networks. Uh, I am off of my hiatus, uh, but uh, my notifications are still off. So if you send me a message. Sorry. Uh, I also missed messages from Corey. So there's that. Um, but uh, something I'm going to push, uh, I'm on Twitch, Robert and Cheek. I am on Activision, Robert and Cheek. Uh, although that may be changing soon. I'm thinking about going with the uh, the COD name, El Kakoi. Let me know what you think about that. E-L underscore C-U-C-O-Y. If you guys know what that is, uh, you'll know why it's uh, funny. Anyway, um... You can find more about me at robertandcheek.com, including links to the books, which are available on Amazon. Buy those books. I missed his cue. Sorry. Uh, but, of course, uh, as we spoke about last week, uh, if you're interested in all the events happening in the world today, you can, of course, find more about that in my book series, The Movement, uh, Movement Insur- Insurrection and Insurgency. Both detail this in great, great detail. So, Indeed, indeed. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good. Uh, and uh, once again, thanks to producer Brooks for uh, falling asleep eventually. Eventually falling asleep and then closing out the podcast by almost not going to light. Appreciate you. Uh, Still, uh, best producer we've had yet. Still cute. I, I don't Much know what cute. The- yeah, I, I got to say, cute and uh, did a better job producing the show than people who have actively <laughs> produced the show. I would say. I spent so. so much of the show like worryingly looking around, and then once I actually see the dog, I'm just like. You know what? Still cute. Yep. 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 Uh, so. Can't say the same about our other producers, but uh, uh, you already gave your part. So I'm going to say uh, we did something. I don't know if it's good, but as always, you're listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network for Corey. This is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, we've been going over. It'll stop happening once Trump's out of office. I swear. I, it really is a Trump <laughs> thing, right? I feel like it's been the last uh, 10 episodes or whatever. Too much shit to talk about. It's too much. <laughs>